0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. All right, uh, let's uh, get into the sporting side of things. And on a much happier note for you, Ricardo Ball, uh, let's talk a bit of footy, shall we? Man U 2, Liverpool 1, and uh, some joy at Old Trafford. Yeah, all is right with the world again, Smithy. All is right with the <laughs> world again. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it seemed uh, they're up 2-0, um, conceded um, conceded one back, and they're under a little bit of pressure towards the end. I, I, f- I think they finished fairly strongly, so um, good signs.
1: Yeah, very good signs. And, you know, Eric Ten Hag uh, made some big calls. He dropped Harry Maguire. He dropped Cristiano Ronaldo. He dropped Luke Shaw. All big international players. And, uh, you know, he got players in there that were willing to do the running. Uh, It was a much more fluid-looking United. It was a much more athletic-looking United. Against Brentford last weekend, uh, Brentford ran 13.8 kilometres more than Manchester United in the match. So on Monday, which was their day off, he got them in and made them run 13.8 kilometres, the whole squad. Um, so that's something that I don't think they've had before, a hard taskmaster who's actually holding them accountable and asking the right questions and yeah, I think there's a few who have been put on notice
0: Yeah, absolutely I think there's a terrific result its uh, I know there's, uh, it's part and parcel of the game but it's very hard you know, I, I don't watch as much football as you but I find it very hard to watch when the histrionics come in and the, the time wasting and that sort of come, comes in and I can understand when it's your side that are, are up and you're looking to protect the clock but I think in the extra time, there's at least seven or eight fouls, four or five of which were were made to look way worse than they were. Uh, and I you know, I know you're, uh, you love the game. I do too, but wow. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and you're right. It's all about killing the clock, right? Because if that foul happens to your player and you're chasing the game, they're straight up and on with the game if it happens when mm. they're ahead in the game and trying to run the clock out all of a sudden they mm-hmm. need treatment and they need and they're complaining and they're wanting a yellow card and they're talking to the referee about why more wasn't done and yeah as you say it's uh i i guess an in inverted commas smithy with a tongue firmly planted in cheeks called game management
0: <laughs> game management right let's look at some of the other games game management uh, over the weekend there were some uh some significant and i watched a bit of footy too uh i watched uh Southampton Leicester Mm -hmm. Uh, Leicester 1-0 Southampton uh, coming back to win that 1-2-1
1: Yeah and uh, it was a big result for Southampton because uh, Ralph Hasenhutl who's in charge there he has been under a bit of pressure Uh, I mean Southampton aren't one of the glamour sides they have sold a few players and they haven't really brought any big names in Uh, they've managed to hold on to James Ward-Prowse who is their captain he's a He's the set-piece taker. That guy doesn't miss a penalty and doesn't miss a free kick. Mm. I think he's closing in on Beckham's record for the most direct free kick scored in the Premier League as well. Great player, and, yeah, he was instrumental. He set up the second goal, scored the first one. Then uh, uh, Sorry, set up the second goal. He set up the first one as well. And, yeah, they uh, there was a massive win for them on the road at Leicester, a Leicester team who seemed to be... There's something going on there. So Wesley Fafana Their starting centre back was out for this game because he wants to move to Chelsea. Chelsea have offered 60 million to Leicester, Leicester are holding up for 80 million. Um, James Madison has been subject to a bid from Newcastle. Uh, Jamie Vardy, he's just signed a new contract, but. They haven't signed anyone because they've got such a big squad that they can't actually register anyone new. So they've signed nobody, but they've got all these players that are now agitating for moves who are coming towards the end of their deals at Leicester. So Brendan Rodgers has got a big job on his hands there, and I don't know how much say he has in terms of the finances of the club. He's, uh, I think some of it's out of his hands. So I think it's a watch this the space because Leicester haven't had a great start to the season, and there'll be a bit of pressure starting to come on Brendan Rodgers as well.
0: Interesting uh, results late in the piece. Uh, Newcastle 3, Manchester City 3, mm-hmm. so City drop a point there. Uh, and Leeds uh, 3 over Chelsea uh, nil, who uh, lost the player. Yeah, they did.
1: Um, Bali, who's the big new centre-back that they signed out of Napoli. Um, and by all accounts was going to be the uh, the end of all their defensive problems. Uh, he gave up two silly yellow cards, I mean, both of mm. them were for players who were going around him and he literally WWE'd them, put an arm out around around the neck and brought them down. How he thinks he can do that and, you know, not get carded, I don't know if he'd get away with that in Serie but uh, I wouldn't have thought so. So he ended up off the field, but Chelsea were just very much off the pace. Leeds uh, under Jesse Marsh, the American uh, manager have the really they had a plan and uh, they stuck to that plan. They pressed Chelsea high, gave them no time on the ball, like pressed them in their own penalty area, and just upset. Didn't let them get into any sort of rhythm, and they they just couldn't recover for whatever reason. Chelsea uh, after a you know a game last weekend where they drew two with Tottenham, but probably should have won that game and looked the better side. So it was an out of character mm. performance. I think you know Thomas Tuchel's got a bit of work to do there as well. It's um, certainly thrown up a lot of interesting results this weekend.
0: Mm, it has. Uh, Spurs um, top of the table. Um not uh, saying that for any other purpose than they are, and it, you should take a photo. Uh, beating Wolves 1 <laughs> 0. Uh, yeah, Everton won, Nottingham Forest one. Nottingham Forest con- uh, conceding um, a 1 0 lead as well. And uh, I guess um, Arsenal 3 born with nil, which is uh, pretty predictable. So anything else there to strike your fancy as such? Well, I'd be interested to see Arsenal play. Um, one of
1: the other big six because they look really good at the moment. I mean, they, they opened away at Palace, which is a difficult place to go. Um, you know, lots of teams have dropped points at Palace. Patrick is doing a great job there. though. I mean, they won that game, and then the next game, Palace go to Liverpool and get a draw, right? So that shows you how good that Palace team are. Uh, then they, they hosted Leicester, who, who we've mentioned. You know, they've got Yuri Tillemans and Fafana and uh, Vardy and Madison, a lot of great players. They beat them 4-2. So they're looking very good. I'd lo- like to see them come up against to City or a Liverpool or a Chelsea and just see how they go. Um, but I think signs are that Mike, uh, Mikel Arteta is doing some really good things at Arsenal. And three games in, they're the only team in the Premier League, Smithy, with a perfect record. Three games, three wins. So they're top of the table now.
0: Okay, um, coming up um, in the Australian Cup quarterfinal, mm-hmm. uh, we've got um, Wellington Phoenix playing against MacArthur. They've eliminated uh, Melbourne City. Of course, um, uh, around about a week ago, so prospects there to go uh, even further in the competition. I mean, this is, uh, I like this competition for uh, a couple of reasons. One, it's a, a nice competition in its own entity, but God, it gives you a nice insight, doesn't it, as a pre season? It does, yeah. And it was a great result. I mean, uh, the Phoenix knocked Wellington, uh,
1: sorry, Melbourne City out of the Cup last year as well. Uh, and they got to the semi final. So they'll be looking to repeat that. And they play a MacArthur team who last season, what they did is they basically looked at all the other teams in the league and signed their best players. Um, and they had this, they had no defence, but they had all these attacking players and, and, and all these uh, creative midfielders. And they couldn't really make it work um, and for whatever reason. You know, they had Ulysses D'Avia from from uh, the Phoenix. Uh, they had Craig Noon, who'd played in the Championship for Cardiff and a few other teams as well, playing in that team. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Bulls look this season, Smithy, because uh, do you know who the MacArthur Bulls uh, coach is for this season? No, I do not. Dwight York.
0: Oh, Dwight York.
1: Yeah. Wow. So he coached the A-League All-Stars. In that game um, that they had against Barcelona in the uh, sort of in, in the preseason, and uh, then got the off the back of that, off that All Stars game, got the Macarthur job. He's had no coaching experience that I'm aware of prior to that, so it's a big call. But I, I assume they're thinking it's his uh, his gravitas and and his mana as a player will have an effect on the dressing room. He obviously knows the top level and he'll have connections. So uh, things uh, are looking interesting. I think Macarthur will be. If you could do an Amazon documentary on any team in the A-League this year, it would be MacArthur, I think. And and they just, uh, you know, uh, cut about three weeks ago, had a sixth and win in his first game in charge. So they're obviously tracking all right, and they're through to the quarterfinals of the of the Australia Cup as well.
0: Football fans under 20 um, wrapped up their uh, tournament, their World Cup tournament as such, uh, and Costa Rica. Um, what did you make of their overall performance and when you compare their this style and their standard of football to some of the other sides? Yeah, I think I was a bit disappointed, to be honest. I mean,
1: they had a tough mm. group, right? They had the Germans, they had Colombia, they had Mexico. Uh, so it was a tough group. They got a one-all draw in the first game against the Mexicans, and I thought they played pretty well. It was reasonably even. Against Germany, I think they, they maybe got a little bit overawed because it was Germany. And they, uh, they, they let the Germans really come onto them in the second half. I mean, it was nil all at halftime in that game, so and they lost 3-0 in the end. Um, and then they played Colombia in the last game. Now, Colombia had beaten the Germans earlier, so that shows you how good yeah. the Columbia, this Colombian team was. Uh, but they seemed to really take it to Colombia. Uh, the, the problem was for them, I think, and, and maybe this is a mentality thing, maybe it's an experience thing, but... Once they got inside the the Colombian third, their first touch really seemed to let them down. They mm-hmm. got in some really good positions, and you know then a player takes a touch which looks more like a pass because it goes so far off of them, and uh, they they seeded position in some really good positions, and I think that was disappointing. I mean they got a two all draw and they scored two fantastic goals in that game. They took the lead. They were two one up. Uh, they were one nil up. Uh, at one point point, they got it back to 2 all, and they, they were exerting all the pressure on Colombia but they couldn't get it done they had the opportunities I think ultimately they'll be disappointed and I think there's still work to do because like I said that first touch in the attacking third really let them down and it's something that we didn't see from the Colombians or the Germans so I think that's the difference
0: OK um, so uh, and how many of those players would be possibly would we see next year in the World Cup Any any candidates there?
1: I think um, Alyssa Wynnum, definitely, and Grace Wojniewski as well. They will both be in the in the Ferns, and I'd say probably Kate Taylor. So I think there's definitely those three. I mean, Alyssa Wynnum against Colombia, she was the player of the match. She was just superb. She was playing the Colombians like a Brazilian. She was running at them with the ball at feet, beating players. Uh, she had a couple of decent shots. She was playing players in the space. She looked, she looked really, really good. Probably the best performance I've seen her.
0: OK, let's. Uh, can I just get, get back to Cristiano Ronaldo now? And, mm. and I watched his body language when he came on. Uh, he ran. He, he was like a rabbit, really, just uh, trying to run and, and, and shut Liverpool down with their first um, uh, line of attack, which, of course, was their back four as they're looking to come forward to get an equaliser. So he ran. He had uh, one touch. I think he had a shot on goal, at which ballooned over the top. And there was an ironic smile on his face, as if to say, almost as if to say, <laughs> really, really? <laughs> You know, um, I've been, uh, where do you see that future there? And where do you see Harry Maguire now?
1: Well, there's, there's been the story about Harry Maguire that Chelsea are interested. And if they can't, if they don't want to pay $80 million for Fafana out of Leicester, maybe that's where they go. And I think it would be a, a, wor, uh, a move that works for both parties. You know, uh, I think he probably needs a fresh start. And I, I kind of get the feeling that United are done with him. Our fans, definitely. I, I don't think he suits the Ten Hag style. So that's one thing. Uh, we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Cristiano Ronaldo, he just doesn't have the physicality. Um, to you know, to be able to run all day uh, and and press from the front like Eric Ten Hag wants to do like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer mm. wanted to do as well so it's just a matter of trying to find somewhere for him and at the moment I don't think there's anywhere, there's anywhere that can take him he wants to play Champions League football I think he thought that he could put that out and then there would be suitors galore uh, but I think the only club that thinks that they might want to take him is um, Sporting in Portugal. I mean, Dortmund have said no. The two Milan clubs have said no. Real Madrid and Barcelona have said no. PSG have said no. Um, Chelsea is a maybe, I suppose, because Todd Bowley's talked about that. The the new owner. But yeah, I I I think he's probably stuck at United for the rest of the season, to be honest. And I just don't, I think he will be used sparingly.
0: Interesting. Very very interesting. Not the way. Not the way I would imagine he wanted to finish his career anyway. Ricardo, thank you very much for that. Uh, Ricardo Ball, of course, is uh, our football pundit. Happy man this morning, Manchester United 2, Liverpool 1. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.